Will Christian Wood get an extension from the Dallas Mavericks? What direction does the Mavs head for the rest of the season? And let's compare some rebuilds around some young stars. Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas. Coming up on today's Locked On Mavs. And this is Locked On Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to locked on maps it's one of your co-hosts isaac harris contributor to maps.com in studio 41 i'm half of locked on maps as nick angstead is with family uh right now for the holidays and i'm back after a big maps win let's say big bounce back maps win in minnesota Many of you are listening to this on Friday as they play the Rockets tonight. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen of the day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you cover the season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. If you are watching on YouTube, thanks for watching on YouTube. Thank you if you're listening to your car also. That's how I listen to podcasts is uh, whenever I'm driving in the car or driving to the grocery or at the grocery. Did that today. Had to stock up before uh, some temperatures got got kind of low here in Dallas, you know, because everybody freaks out and goes, by, goes and buys bread. And then the bread just sits in my cabinet. Um, yeah. So tonight, Dallas plays in Houston, plays the Rockets. Rockets are on a little uh, losing streak. I think they've lost four games in a row. Um, I just care about seeing Boban again. So uh, that's all I need to see on my TV is Boban. But no, we ne- we definitely need a Mavs win uh, to get start a little winning streak. It'd be nice heading into Christmas. And uh, got to beat the Lakers when they come to town on Christmas Day. Um, as you could tell, still under the weather, still sick. Um, my voice is almost shot. So I have some coffee, probably not the best. I had tea yesterday. Thanks for bearing with me. The people who reached out. Thanks for all the kind words. Really appreciate it. Honestly, I do. Cause it feels like razor blades are cutting my throat right now. That's an exaggeration, but it still hurts. But here we go. Let's talk about some Christian Wood extension talk. Coming up on December 23rd, if you're listening to this, on the 23rd, that's the day. On Friday, day before Christmas Eve. Um, Christian Wood's eligible for an extension with the Dallas Mavericks. He's eligible for an extension for four years, $77 million. That's a good little chunk of change. Looking around $18, 19000000 million. He's obviously 27 years old. Came over to Dallas in that pre um that trade in the offseason a little bit um, where Dallas pretty much gave their 26 overall pick uh, up uh, for Christian Wood to take the swing at Christian Wood uh, coming over from Houston. Things got a little rocky uh, over in Houston, and uh, they decided to part ways uh, for him, talk to the right people. Uh, you hear uh, pretty much a consensus of, you know, Houston was had been looking for a Wood uh, trade suitor for a while, and uh, – Definitely going to the offseason. That was one of their goals is to try to trade Christian Wood, and they did. They found a taker in in Dallas, and Dallas made the swing. 
bringing in a talented Christian Wood over, and um, we know how the rest has been set up this season. Whether you agree with it or not, of how his role has been has played out in Dallas, it's pretty clear how Jason Kidd, you know, and, and the Mavs view him right now um, as a guy that's going to come off the bench and get buckets. And you know, right now he's starting because there's a lot of uh, hurt bodies, and Dwight's back, obviously. So um, we'll see if they switch back to Dwight starting or keep Christian Wood in the starting um, lineup, but. He's on an expiring contract, and Dallas has to decide what they're going to do with Christian Wood. I thought uh, Istok wrote a great uh, piece at D Magazine. He always does great work, man. Love uh, what D Magazine's doing um, covering uh, the NBA, covering the Mavs. And uh, he pretty much wrote uh, a piece on this subject of, you know, it's decision time for Dallas. We have a trade deadline coming up uh, in February. He's on an expiring contract, but they got to figure out if they want uh, to extend him or not. And I feel like, you know, there's a portion of the fan base is saying, yes, what are they thinking about? Another portion of the fan base is like, I don't know, do they just wait it out? Do Is he good enough to give $77 million to around that $19 million per year? Um, you start looking up some other salaries, um, comparable salaries. Let's just say, um, l- let's just look at that $19 million range. Let's say it, it is a let's say 17 to 19 million dollar range you're looking at guys these are some bigs in that ballpark uh jared allen's at 20 million dollars a year you're looking at aaron gordon that's around 19.6 um you're looking at clint capella it's around 18.7 you're looking at sabonis it's around 18.5 miles turner at 18 is christian wood in the same category as those players I think that's that's a question you have to ask. Now, obviously, you need to uh, consider where the salary cap's going and um, how the salary cap is projecting to be higher and all of that. That was one of my cases, one of my arguments why I think they should have just, you know, did went to whatever number for Jalen Brunson, but, you know, whatever. I want to say we're past Jalen Brunson, but we're not. We're not. Um, so what does Dallas do, right? You're looking at a guy that's 27 years old. He plays well with Luca. Uh, when you look at on-off numbers with him and Luca together, they're great. Um, he's youngish. Um, you don't want to lose him for nothing, right? You don't want to go into the the Brunson um, in a perfect world. You don't want to have another Brunson scenario of all right, well, not going to do the extension, but we're also not going to trade you, and then we're going to get to the off season, and then you just walk for nothing. That would suck. Now, I don't think he he's not going to get you what a Jalen Brunson trade would have gotten you um, back last year. But I do think you got to ask that that question of, you know, what do we do with him? And if you're not committed right now to do an extension, then I think they, they entertain all the trade possibilities up to February. And, you know, I think it was Chris Haynes for Yahoo um, – you know, he said that Dallas wasn't entertaining offers yet, but executives are under league. Um, so that's something, you know, that they expect the you know, Mavs to be open to. And I think if any executive around the league's watching the situation, yeah, I would expect them to too. It's like you traded for the guy and he's not he's not been starting. <clears throat> he's been coming off the bench and you know, he's been vocal about how he wants to start and all of that. So um yeah. I think it's really curious. I'm really curious on what what his next step is. 
because as you guys know, Christian Woods' history in the league of bouncing around all these teams, you know, it's just a few years ago that he was battling for the ro- last roster spot in Detroit, and he beats out big three Joe Johnson, you know, for that last roster spot. He has that, you know, one year, one good year in Detroit. And then Troy Weaver, GM in Detroit's like, all right, you know, there's different reports that said that they liked him, but they didn't they didn't like him more than some of the, what they wanted to do with some of the other plans. They wanted to pursue Jeremy Grant, all of that. And they didn't like him enough to bring him back at a certain number. So they said, all right, we'll work out a signing trade. We'll send you to Houston. They sent him to Houston. He plays two years in Houston. It got rocky this past year. Uh, different reports with that. And then Houston's like, all right, we're kind of done with the Christian Wood experience. And then they ship him to Dallas for a late first round pick and a bunch of expiring contracts that don't matter. So um, now, now Christian Wood came to Dallas, plays well with Luca, comes off the bench. He's not a starter for, for, for Dallas. And now he's going to go into this offseason. How do teams view him? Is the Chris is Christian Wood already defined within the league? Um, I don't know what the number is for him. Honestly, don't I don't think it's twenty million dollars. I don't think it's eleven either. So I I think in, in the open market it's weird when you look at like what teams have cap and all that. We know how they can open up cap space and all this stuff. Um, what does him and his agent want? Uh, what are they expecting on the market? Um. You know, is it fifteen to seventeen million dollars? Is somewhere through there? Uh, does he even want to come back to Dallas if they don't view him as a starter? I would assume not. In that case, I would assume he wants to be a starter somewhere. This is my project or my prediction for how the Christian Wood uh, experience will play out in Dallas. I don't think Dallas extends him, and I think I think he's traded by the deadline. And I think they don't want to do the whole Jalen Brunson scenario again. But I don't think they're comfortable handing him a big, big extension either, and that's and that's not a, a personal bias in that at all. It's just me watching the same situation that a lot of you guys have watched too. Of if they're not committed to starting him and they want to bring him off the bench and all this stuff, then I don't think I could be wrong. They could watch him announce it on Friday, and I just look really stupid, which is fine. I always look stupid. I just don't think they give him a big extension, and I think he's traded before the deadline. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's read an ad. Let me take a drink of some coffee. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. If you think law enforcement can't tell you when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends could tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents could tell. Everyone could tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't Know when you're driving high. Driving under the influence of marijuana could slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Bottom line is you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. All right. We're back. Segment two, baby. Let me take a drink of my coffee. Y'all can awkwardly watch me on YouTube if you watch me. Wow, it's incredible. Had tea yesterday. Tea sucked, but this coffee's great. Also, if you're wondering why I'm wearing a bull's hat, this is a classic hat. 
go look at uh, late 90s Jordan wearing a championship hat in the parade. You'll see this hat. Some of my favorite vintage hats I have. Um, all right. Talked about Christian Wood. I'm sure it pissed some of you all off, but um, there really wasn't a personal opinion. That's just me reading the situation. And um, try to gauge what I'd be more surprised about. Would I be more surprised if they handed him a four-year extension? Or would I be more surprised if they kept him past the deadline? I think I'd be more surprised if they handed him extension. That's just me. All right. <clears throat> it's inevitable over these past few weeks. You know, check the DMs. Check the Twitter replies every now and then. Check the YouTube comments. Uh, it's inevitable that there are handfuls of people who always reply and is like, we got to take for Wimby. We got to go for him. Somebody got mad. You know, somebody wrote me after the Timberwolves game was like, why are we? I'm not celebrating this win. We needed to lose. We need to go for Wimby Yama. It's like, all right, were we really there? Um, and it made me just want to talk about it right now. You know, they're 16 and 16. What direction does Dallas go this season? And, you know, obviously when you're a team like Dallas, what what brings uh, these conversations um, to the forefront more than anything, obviously when you're losing games, but when you have injuries too, and with Maxie missing you know, a good rest of the season, um, at least that's where, what we're expecting, at least less rest of the regular season. We know the injuries to Josh, Dorian, some of these guys. So there's a, a portion of the fan base that is, you know, like, oh my gosh, we should go the other direction. Uh, guys, we still have Luca, and as long as you have Luca, you're trying to win now. And I, I can't, I, I'm just not there yet. You know, I, I get, you know, the other side of going backwards and saying, hey, we got to go for the other. Here, here's the situation. Here's the pro tanker argument that I see what you're saying. But they, I, I just, I just don't see them doing that. Of, you're looking at the standings right now, and you're saying, all right, there's four teams that are out ahead of the race in the tanking battle, right? Hornets, Pistons, Rockets, Spurs. Outside of that, <clears throat> there's not a lot of, you know, you start looking at the teams around the bottom, and most of those teams want to go up, right? Like the next team in the West is the Lakers. I don't think they're trying to go down, like. They're 13 and 18. They're 13th in the West. The Warriors at 11th. Minnesota's at 10. Dallas is at 9. You know, Oklahoma City's won 14 games. They're at 12. They'll probably, you know, start losing some games. So let's just go ahead and add OKC to that group of teams. Well, that's just five teams right there. Look about the East. I feel like Orlando's been one of the fun talks of the season, and, you know, they're 13th in the West. Now, I think one of the big conversations you're already starting to see some of it trickle out on some national pods is who's the next team to you know blow it up or start who's going to be the sellers that's what everybody's you know trying to circle and watch right now is it toronto is it chicago washington has been a popular pick to you know blow it up be sellers in the west it's a little difficult because like i said a lot of those teams towards the bottom are uh win now teams unless golden state wants to be a seller um be interesting don't think Minnesota is going to be a seller. But that's where the East comes into play. And, uh, you know, the tanker argument uh, person is saying, sitting there saying, all right, 
Dallas's pick is top 10 protected. There's only five guaranteed locks that, you know, if you want to count OKC in that, that are going to be at the bottom. Go for one of the other five spots. And then you keep the top 10 pick. You land at seven, land at eight, or whatever it is. <clears throat> I'm just not there yet. Sorry. Just not. You still got Luca. It's still early in the season. You know, it's we're not even at Christmas yet. A couple days away. And you got Luca. You got some of these guys. I still believe that their shot's going to come around. Now, if a couple more injuries happen, obviously, if Luka Doncic gets hurt, it's a whole different story. But I just don't think you're going to convince Luka Doncic to sit there and say, you know what, we need you to start losing games. Because I don't care if you throw out a lineup of myself, Nick, Tim Cato, and Dirk Statue. If we're out there with Luka, then – like they're going to win basketball games. So Luca is going to win you basketball games by himself. And I don't think he has it in him to at, at this point in his career to say, all right, we're going to start benching you in the fourth so we can lose these basketball games. So I just don't think they're there. I, I, I'd see the conversation. Some of you, some people are having, and yeah, I just, I just don't think how, do, okay. Answer this question. How does, how do you think the Mavs front office views this roster? Do you think they view it as like one one piece away? Do you think they're looking at it right now saying, all right, we're one trade away and we're going to be back in the conference finals? Because that's that's the other thing that you're saying, right? You're saying, all right, look at the you know, look at the the tanking battle. Not a lot of teams there. Guess where there's not a lot of teams either? Separating themselves from the top. Like you look at the Western Conference, the top of the West is who? Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Phoenix, top four seeds in the I mean in the West are one you know one one game separating them. Then it's the Clippers, Kings, Portland, Utah. Like Dallas is four games back from from number one seed, and they're ninth in the West. So the other argument to that is like, hey, we make trades. Like we have Luke, we have Luka Doncic. Like if you <clears throat> if you're telling me that Memphis finishes third. And Dallas finishes six, and they have a good strong end to the season. You telling me everybody is picking Memphis against against Dallas? Like Memphis is a strong and really good team in in a first round series against Luca. I don't know. Like I'm not bet I'm not betting against Luca against any team because Luca freaking Doncic. So I I just, I'm just not there. I'm sorry. I'm not in the tanking world. You know, I'm not I'm not ready to go down that path at all. Not before Christmas, not now, not with a team with a healthy Luka Doncic. Um, <clears throat> now, I think the question for Dallas is, what do they do before the deadline? Is it a retooling type of trade? Is it a, you know, we've mentioned on this podcast, it's a reshuffling the deck, switching out some pieces type of trade. Um, is there a world that Dallas, this is something I've been thinking of recently. Is there a world that Dallas tries to sell some of their pieces but also stay competitive at the same time. Is there a world that you kind of internally recognize, hey, we're not a finals team, but we're we're also not gonna like tank either because we want to give Luca a shot in the playoffs that you like sell a piece or two, get get an asset or something, but you're still competitive enough to like make the playoffs and get some more experience and heck, maybe win a round or two with Luca. I don't know. Some of you are saying that's a dumb idea to even do that. I'm just, I'm really curious to see what Dallas, what approach they take. 
over the next month or so because I don't think there's a trade out there for them to go all in for a number two. And I think that's more of this off this off season coming up off season. And uh, if I had to guess, gosh, I'm just gonna make a prediction after Everett like segment here. I think Dallas. I think I've said this before. I think Dallas does the reshuffling of the deck type of of trade, trade two or three pieces, and they get two or three pieces back, and say, "All right, let's run this thing back with some uh, different pieces." All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back talking some future or not future some rebuilds around some young stars this podcast is brought to you by our friends our friends at bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info stats news and analysis i'm recording this in the middle of the jets jaguars game if you bet on that don't know what to tell you hopefully you bet at bet online Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. Man, did you win some money on the World Cup? What an awesome finale. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest, easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Bingo. All right. We back. All right, I got to take another drink. Sorry. Sorry. What a great time for Nick to go on vacation. You know, it's incredible. But you know what we did do? We reversed the curse, baby. Hashtag reverse the curse. This is what I need y'all to do. If the Mavs beat the Rockets, hopefully they do, I need y'all to tweet at Nick and say, Isaac reverse the curse hashtag actually just tweet at him and say hashtag reverse the curse because then it will be starting back with me doing solo bods and the Mavs are winning. So uh, for all of you who got on me when they were losing, get off me. Where's that same energy now? I'm sorry. I can't. God bless my throat. Let's do this. Let's talk about some rebuilds. I've seen some people compare. See, that's the thing. When your voice is going out, you got to find this like pocket and then just stay in that pocket the whole time. Um, if I go a little higher, then I sound like, I don't know, a teenager going through puberty. And, you know, that's never fun. So shout out to all the teenagers out there. Um, <clears throat> I've seen some discourse a while back about the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. You know, Memphis and New Orleans near the top of the West. Obviously, they have... Um, Two young studs in Ja and Zion, same draft class. And um, so what if All-Star Weekend, let me pose this question. What if All-Star Weekend comes in Ja, Zion, and Luca um, walk into a bar in Salt Lake City? That sounds funny even thinking about it. And... uh you think Donovan Mitchell's going to tell all the guys and like, hey, so, <laughs> well, I wonder, if, I wonder how Donovan Mitchell's going to be received in Utah. Um, anyway, Zod, Giant, Luca walk into a bar in Salt Lake City. They sit down, and one of them brings up and says, "Hey, what do we think about our situations right now? Like, it's pretty crazy. Like, we're all kind of." 
the headliners for our teams. Who's the happiest? Like, how are we all feeling? How do we all get here? Like, how's our teams? How did our teams get here? And I think it's been an it's been a natural thing for some fans to some mass fans to like compare Jaw situation and Zion situation to Dallas's. And I get I get what we're saying. Um, I think a little bit of it is unfair. I think a little bit of it is um, unlucky, and I think a little bit of it is warranted um, because let's just look at let's look at New Orleans situation first. So obviously they get Zion with the first pick overall draft in 2019. But you know what? You know what they had though. Like shocker here, they had Anthony Davis to trade. So like the ripple effects from the Anthony Davis trade, we haven't even seen all the fruit to come from that, right? Because they have all of these trade assets in these uh, in these draft picks that they haven't even really cashed in on. But they took. Anthony Anthony Davis and turned him into Brandon Ingram, which gave them the natural two next to Zion. It gave them Josh Hart, which they used Josh Hart in the trade to get CJ McCollum and Larry Nance. They used his money in that deal. Um, they used one of those Lakers picks on the eighth overall pick in 2022 draft was a Dyson Daniels. And I don't know if you've watched Dyson Daniels lately, but he looks pretty dang good. Um, so anyway, I wanted to point that out first that obviously the ad trade to help them build around zion second they've drafted really dang good and this is the different this is where you know for dallas this is where it's warranted to criticize them because you look at a team like new orleans now they've had a ton of first round picks like you look at it trey murphy 17th overall pick 2021 uh kyra lewis 13th overall pick 2020 jackson hayes eighth overall pick 2019 dyson daniels eighth overall pick 2022 Alvarado, an undrafted guy. Herb Jones, second round pick of 2021. I mean, anytime you hit gold on a second round pick, it's just like finding a penny in a haystack, and which is awesome uh, to pull uh, to pull out there. But the thing with New Orleans is, especially with CJ McCollum, that's the thing that they took the swing for CJ McCollum, and that's where they deserve a ton of credit. Like you look at some of these teams, I compared the Rudy Gobert trade to CJ McCollum um, on yesterday's pod, saying, you know, they looked at their team and like, all right, we got some building building pieces, building blocks. Now let's go swing for the overpriced guy to help like round out our roster. New Orleans took the swing of CJ McCollum is a great trade for him. I loved it for them. Is a great trade for him now. Um, and you know, I think that's what. Dallas is looking at to at some point does Dallas make their CJ McCollum trade but they made a CJ McCollum trade because they had Brandon Ingram and Zion they had these other pieces in place so I think New Orleans is almost kind of like they're kind of unfair to to compare to Dallas like Zion and Luca situation because Anthony Davis netted them so many assets um it would be like Gosh, it would be like them trading Dirk like a few years before he hit the end of his career. And then they like had the assets, you know, to like surround Luca with a couple more picks, a couple more, you know, they solidified a number two alongside of him. Um, but they didn't do that. So anyway, it's just too clunky. I think when you look at some uh some comp stuff, I think Memphis is the better. All right, let's look at how these two teams did it. So 
Jaw was the second overall pick in 2019. Well, the year before, they took Jaron Jackson, fourth overall in 2018. So kind of a similar situation of Dallas took Dennis Smith Jr., then they took Luka Doncic. So Memphis still bad with Jaron Jackson, enough to where they could still get Jaw. And then, which, you know, Memphis, like, moved up and all this different stuff. But anyway, Dallas still bad with Dennis Smith Jr. They got Luka. But then look at some of these other picks for Memphis. Desmond Bain, 30th overall. Did y'all know that he went to TCU? Dylan Brooks, second-round pick. Bingo. Wow. New Orleans found Alver, uh, New Orleans found Herb Jones. Memphis found Dylan Brooks. Memphis had Brandon Clark, 21st overall pick. I think for them, they're wait, they're about to make their C.J. McCollum trade, right? Like they're about to make their swing for the over, you know, a little overpriced player, but it's going to help round out the roster, making like a contending team, you know, if they're not that already. For Dallas, <clears throat> the biggest misses for them has been the draft, and this isn't shocking. Like a bunch of you guys know this, but like they took Luca third overall in 2018. The unlucky part of that is. Like we all know this, if they if they finished with the third overall pick and not the fifth, then they're not having to trade up. They're not having to give up their next round, their next pick. And it's like their next pick that next year, they, they just got nothing for it because it went to Atlanta, and that was your one bad year with Luca, his rookie season. That 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 could have turned into something. That was another building block piece, but he kind of got unlucky with the lottery there. What you didn't get unlucky with was the Dennis Smith Jr. pick. Now I get it. Some of you are saying, hey, Dennis was bad, or, or like Dennis's season, he wasn't good enough to take them out of the Luka running. I get that. But Memphis also had Jaron Jackson Jr. Some of these other teams could also, like, are you telling me if they drafted OG Ananobi, they would have been good enough, that much better, to where they wouldn't have a shot at Luka in that draft? I don't know. So they kind of missed on that pick where, like, if they had, you know, if they picked a guy that was, a longer-term piece for Luca that would fit, uh, which obviously you didn't know if you were going to get Luca the next year and all that different stuff. But missing on on the Dennis pick was kind of tough, you know. That was another pick for a, another way for them to have a a um, a building block piece next to Luca. 2019, obviously the pick goes to the Hawks. Then you take the Kristaps Porzingis swing to try to find him to the co-star, which we've gosh talked about that a million times. And then 2020 you took Josh Green. Now, obviously, we're seeing the fruit of Josh Green pick now. But what if that was one of those other guys, a Tyrese Maxey, uh, insert whoever you know, one of those like key you know dudes around that around that range there. But Dallas kind of it's kind of sucky to say they missed on the Josh Green pick, but like you know, Josh Green's a good role player. But like these are the ways that some of these other teams, when you're comparing the rebuilds, like. Memphis got Jaron Jackson Jr. Like you look at some of these other guys like Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, you know, like they're getting people Dyson Daniels, good pick. They got picks coming in from the Anthony Davis trade. So like it's it's been a drafting thing. And that's why I, I'm really curious to see what happens to Jaden Hardy. Uh, because I want to see how, you know, that's Nico's first draft pick. How does that turn out in the future? John Hollinger wrote a, a cool thing about him in the athletic, but Anyway, I was just been thinking about those three teams um, and just their building around the young stars. What's fair? What's not? Um, yeah, and just looking at the differences between how how teams are building around the young guys. How much of it is luck missing out on that lottery thing? Um, how much of it is uh, warranted of 
I don't think I, I think the easy thing to do is say, man, look at New Orleans. They got all these pieces. Why didn't you get this for Luca? Well, man, there's so many layers to that. Um, but I do get the criticizing some of the draft stuff. I, I do get that. But I don't think it's as easy as saying Zion has help. Luca doesn't. There's a lot, a lot of layers to that. But not taking up for the front office. They got to do better and they got to build better around Luca. Pressure's on. Guys, uh, tonight in Houston, Mavs play the Rockets. Thanks for bearing with me with my voice. I'm sorry about it. I know it's not fun to listen to on a podcast, but um, we'll be back tonight, hopefully after a win um, for the Mavs. Peace out.